I'm Omniscient, episode 89. People say that it takes 10,000 hours of consistent effort in any industry, in any niche, in anything particular that you want to be doing to become an expert. So it just does take some time. My biggest tip there is to fast track that with a good mentor that can help you through it. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a special guest today from down under from Australia, Aaron Byerly. Aaron, are you ready to make it happen? Ready to rock and roll, Simon. Aaron Byerly went from playing Aussie Roos football to being an entrepreneur that owned different businesses before he discovered network marketing. Currently, Aaron is a seven-figure earner in MLM and also part of his company's Millionaire's Club. Aaron is also the founder of the DeckChairMillionaire.com, and his passion is to teach others how to live life on their own terms. Aaron, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Yeah, thanks a lot, Simon. Great to be here. And, and yeah, you're right. I was uh, involved in business, uh, the old school traditional business, I call it these days, compared to network marketing, the new age of business. But, you know, to go back a step further, basically, yeah, down in Adelaide playing Aussie rules football and uh, kind of just doing things that 18, 19, you know, 20-year-old kids do and, and cruising through life. At the age of about 2021, someone gave me the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad to read and that just completely changed everything. Took me on a whole new course of, you know, what I could see was I didn't want to work for anybody else anymore. You know, I decided that I wasn't going to have just your everyday average mediocre life of just getting by, you know, working nine to five as a zombie, um, getting through life. I wanted to have something a little bit more special than that and as Robert Kiyosaki says, uh, you know, you've got to be in business for yourself if you, you want to be a chance to really get ahead. And so that's what I did. You know, four weeks after reading that book, I sold my car, I quit my job, and uh, I went and started my own business in the fitness industry. And, uh, you know, no, no real idea what I was doing in business, but I just became a real astute, uh, I guess, student of personal development. So I read every single book on personal development, mindset, business, people, marketing, real estate shares, you name it, and ended up taking that first fitness club from, you know, the worst performing fitness club in our franchise company um, to the number one, one franchisee of the year two years later. Sold that gym after five years and, and then moved to Sydney and, and did it again another two times. But um, what led me to network marketing again, um, whilst I dabbled around in it in my early 20s with not much of an idea, not really a mentor, and, and to be honest, probably not the right mindset back then either. Uh, whilst I was doing the gyms, I was always dabbling in a few other things. But by the time you've been doing that for 10 years, um, you know, the pain of getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and getting home at 9 o'clock at night, you just can't keep doing that for too long. I'd lost the passion 
for the fitness industry. And, and I started seeing, you know, 21-year-old kids making $50,000 a month on eBay and internet marketing, network marketing. And so I decided that I was going to go and live my dreams and make a million dollars while sitting on the beach and, um, you know, do the new age of business, something I could do from home, uh, low overheads, low risk, you know, online and global rather than just service a 10-kilometer radius with staff and overheads and stress and, and long hours. And, you know, I re-looked at the network marketing business model and was just blown away by the fact of how much money people were making in one year, two years, three years, you know, under five years, mainly because of technology and, and a few other factors that I call the perfect storm. And, and the rest is kind of history. found my current company at the end of 2011 and, Replaced my income in nine months, went full-time after a year, sold the fitness clubs and, you know, in three years I'd made a million dollars, turned that into an annual income and, and moved up here to Paradise in Noosa and uh, continue to um, to build and, and to, to aim higher in, in the business and help more people. So it's been a great journey and I absolutely love it. Wow, that's amazing. Can you share a little bit about some of your challenges when you first started? I mean, You've got a lot of success right now, but when you first started, what are some of the obstacles you had to go through? Yeah, it's a good question. And look, a lot of people say to me, man, you know, you've done so well. You, you got to Diamond in under three years in your company. And I say, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it was a 15-year journey for me to get to Diamond, not a, not a two-, three-year journey. And so really, I, since I decided to be an entrepreneur, since I decided to live life on my terms, um, that's been a 15-year journey for me. So if I go right back to, you know, when I started in the, in the business world, uh, you know, and throughout the years of, of dabbling in network marketing, I guess that real first look at it was I just had, you know, no real clue of what to go. Um, some real important key points are you want to get yourself a mentor that has done it. So if your goal is to earn $100,000 a year in network marketing, go and find someone that's actually done that and work with them. If your goal is to earn a million dollars in network marketing, go and find someone that's done that and work with them. So in the early days, I didn't have anything like that. Um, I think as a 20-year-old kid, you know, I was still, uh, my main priorities were still playing sport and and chasing girls and, and going nightclubbing. So my mindset wasn't there yet either. I needed to develop you know, that mindset and, and make my financial freedom uh, priority through reading the right books, hanging out with the right people, listening to the right audios. So that were some of the challenges in the early days. When I look back at, you know, really Mark II, you know, of uh, having a serious go at, at network marketing from 2008 and with my current company, you know, I look back and <laughs> when, I, when I first started, I'd had some success in business and real estate and my biggest problem was thinking I knew it all. So I tried to do everything myself, tried to reinvent the wheel. I was uh, going to be successful all by myself and failed miserably. And so I went back to you know, the upline at the time who had you know, some really good runs on the board and I said, you know what, I'm going to leave my ego at the door. I'm completely coachable to learning this new way of doing business. Teach me. And so, you know, you've got to leave that ego behind. You've got to be coachable. You've got to learn the industry and, and find someone that's done it and work with them. So they were some of the challenges, I guess, you know, to some people. You know, you walk up to a 40-year-old um, you know, entrepreneur who's quite successful, you know, are they going to listen to a 20-year-old kid, you know, talking about network marketing? So it's a bit of a journey of getting your contacts, uh, getting your posture, getting that belief, getting a mentor and learning the certain skills that we need to be a network marketer. And, you know, people say that it takes 10,000 hours of consistent effort in any industry, in any niche, in any, 
thing particular that you want to be doing to become an expert. So it just does take some time. My biggest tip there is to fast track that with a good mentor that can help you through it. I have two questions to ask you. Number one is you said you weren't coachable. You're doing your way. What was、yeah. something of your way, the old Aaron way, that you know, looking back, was like mistakes? That, you, that、mm. what what were some of those mistakes you made? Yeah, I think people want to complicate this business where it really is such a simple business. You know, talk to good people, build rapport, enroll them, do a real simple getting started training, match energy with energy, and just keep doing that. You know, some of the things I was doing in the early days. Uh, you know, I was trying to run big, expensive newspaper ads.、Um, you know, generate traffic online with capture pages.、Um, you know, sign up charities that could use my product in the business. Those types of things, you know, is what I was trying to do.、Um, I was reinventing、um, the coaching manuals. You know, from someone that had never achieved big money in the industry before, what did I know about you know, creating training manuals? And so. You know, to go back, you know, the biggest success clue in anything that you do is just find someone that's done it and copy them. So, you know, that's what I ended up doing. And what happened was I leveraged my time better. I wasn't as stressed. I converted better. I duplicated better, and I made more money. So, you know, when you're trying to sign up big corporations and charities, that's not really where it's at. I mean, it's a noble thought, but where the real duplication is in is in the individual entrepreneur. You know that person. It's a real go-getter that can turn into ten thousand people. You know, a real、uh, duplication process. And one organisation, like a football club or a charity, is not going to do that. You need someone behind that driving force. You know, two, three thousand dollar newspaper ads are not duplicatable. Not many people can afford to do that. And、um, yeah, you, you can't do that every week or every month. So those things just weren't duplicatable.、Um, you know, people weren't going to turn into a big organisation. And so once I went back and learnt. The ways of、uh, you know the simple business model and how it worked, all of a sudden、uh, people were able to do that. So that was some of the mistakes I made and how I corrected it. What was the turning point? Like it was in an event or an aha moment? You read a book that got you out of that mindset and made it into like because you said it grows quickest with the individual. So what was、yeah. it an event that triggered it that made you realize that hey, I'm going the wrong way? Yeah. Okay. I think there's a couple of turning points. I mean, I think overall it's a journey, and the real key there is not to give up, which is very tempting to do. A couple of turning points were, you know, one just continuing to talk to people, and and we found someone in Melbourne that did have big influence over a great network, and off we went. You know, that started to really duplicate, and we got excited with this new team. So that was a bit of a turning point for belief. In what I was doing, you know, I started to make some money. And if I hadn't have done that, if that one person hadn't have come along, well, you know, maybe I wouldn't have continued. So that was a bit of a turning point. Another turning point is choosing the right company. I mean, most people that aren't succeeding in network marketing at a financial level that they want, ninety nine percent of the time, you want to go and look in the mirror because you're not doing the right things or you're not putting in the right work. You need to go back and be coachable. Because there's never been a better time to do network marketing now in in any company that you're in. You know, it's what I call the perfect storm right now. But every now and again, you just aren't involved with the right company at the right time as well. And that was certainly the case for me in my first company. If I'd still worked the exact same way I have over the last four years, I would never have made the same income I have in my last company. It was the opportunity that. You know, now with、uh, knowledge and hindsight, and now that I've studied the industry, there are obvious reasons for that. At the time, I didn't recognise them. So sometimes it is the right opportunity. 
And then the last one would be a, a good mentor. So I actually found someone that had earned millions and millions of dollars in the industry. He's done nothing else except network marketing since he was 17. So that really propelled the success. So those couple of key points along with, you know, just being a student of the industry and reading, you know, your first year in network marketing and Tim Sales' brilliant conversation and all these personal development network marketing books really helped to, to, to turn around as well. ML Nation, the mentor that Aaron's talking about is Lyndon Burnoff, who is an amazing uh, leader. I, I, I kind of lost track of how many millions. I think he made over, what, 20 million in his lifetime or something like that? Some incredible, I think maybe whatever it is, uh, some incredible amount. Go back and listen to his episode. I think he's, he was on episode 48. Uh, really amazing. I got the privilege of meeting Lyndon a couple of weeks ago while he was in L.A. Now, I want to... Um, at, Ask one thing, because you talked about like the twenty-year-old approaching to entrepreneur, right? And we all know that this business grows the quickest when you have like small entrepreneurs like yourself, Aaron, involved in the business. So, what advice would you give to someone like who's in his twenties right now, and they know people who are successful like you in the forties? How do they get? What advice? How would they be able to get these people into business? Yeah, it's a good question, and, and a quick correction. They're still in my thirties, hanging there in my thirties, Simon. <laughs> we don't want to go okay. into our 40s just yet. <laughs> I was referring um, to Lyndon. I wasn't referring to you. Oh, yeah. No, he's well into his 40s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, look, that's a good question, you know. And look, these days, the, the millennium group, the generation Y, you know, 16 years to sort of 30 years of age, but particularly the under 25s, it's about 50% of everyone joining the industry right now. And it's such an entrepreneurial group. Um, you know, when they did a survey of the millennium, 60% of people said, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I can't get finance from the bank to start my own franchise, my own business. And so where do they turn to? They turn to network marketing. It's low startup costs, low overheads. They don't necessarily want to go to university and get a, a job. And they certainly, you know, the Gen Ys don't want a $10 an hour traineeship. So where do they turn to? Network marketing. And yeah, they kill it because they're great with technology. They're already on social media, but they do face those challenges of, hey, you've still got to get the mindset right and you're young. You might not have had the time to do that yet. Hey, you're going to go and talk to people older and perhaps, you know, on paper more successful than you. And my biggest tip there is, number one, go and get your mindset right so you're not going to give up and then just persist over a course of a three-year period and get very, very good at inviting, okay? So if you can invite people to a webinar or to a three-way phone call or to a live event, then let your 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old upline do the presentation on your behalf. And it's not even necessarily that they can do it better than you. Sometimes they just need to see a third party doing it, an expert, someone that's got a few runs on the board. Now, if you can get really good at inviting people to that platform, then you're going to start to convert people. You're going to start to enroll people. And all of a sudden, you get the confidence, you get the practice, you start learning, you get some runs on the board, and you can do more and more of that yourself and then start doing that for your team. So my biggest tip there would be get good at inviting, You know, not pitching, not selling, not presenting just yet. Bring them into some sort of platform that your upline can do it for you. Great tips there. Great tips. Thank you, Aaron. Now, let's go back to your journey. What would you consider to be your worst moment in network <laughs> marketing where it was so challenging, frustrating that you would have quit, but somehow you didn't quit and you kept going. And because you kept going, you've achieved the success you have today. 
That's a good question, and uh, it's probably something I would need to think about. But um, a couple of, of things come to mind. I mean, I just love the industry and have fun every day, and there's not too many bad moments. But I'll, I'll give you two. Um, you know, back in the, the first time I really had a go at network marketing from from 2008 in a serious form, where I you know, did make six figures. Um, you know, at the end of that journey, when I kind of realised that this opportunity had it kind of seen its best days. I mean, I was still working in the gyms there, so I would work from 6 o'clock in the morning. And on the days where I had to present the opportunity, I would knock off around about 4 p.m. I would uh, rush back and beat traffic throughout Sydney. I would get in my suit and tie, which I hated doing. I, I never wear a tie anymore. Um, I would go to the post office and pick up um, all of our products that we had delivered there because every week the products would get delivered to showcase I'd put them in the car, then I would drive an hour and a half out through peak hour traffic to present to a team that was 99% not mine because there was about one or two people in my team there. And I used to think, man, what am I doing? You know, I'm rushing around. This is laborious. This is not fun. And I'm not getting anywhere with this. And at that point, you know, I had to make a decision of, uh, is this the right opportunity for me? Is network marketing for me? Or am I just going about it the wrong way? And it was a combination of a few of those things. And in the end, I did stop doing that and ended up just, you know, working from home, doing phone calls, webinars. So that was a pretty bad, you know, couple of months. And, uh, you know, where I could have easily quit the opportunity had things not worked out differently. A second one, Simon, was a pretty bad moment where, you know, I was probably a year or two into my current company and, and I was completely smashing it. I was... Uh, I was on momentum. I was making great money. Uh, I became quite a good presenter and public speaker. And I'm up on stage in Adelaide in South Australia in front of about 200 people at a, you know, not a major conference, but a, a major event that we were running. And Simon, I got the yips. I got the yips on stage. I completely went blank. I felt this huge rush of uh, heat and sweat over me and I just couldn't even speak a sentence I was stuttering and stammering and uh, completely terrible up on stage this lasted for about 30 seconds or so and uh, I, I managed to pull it back in together and, and I sat down uh, I think it was next to Lyndon at the time and he just said what the hell just happened man and, wow. and I said oh, I don't know I don't know I got the yips I don't know where that came from I wasn't even nervous and that continued to happen on to me on stage for the next six months. And, you know, I had to learn to deal with that, get over that, and, uh, you know, I have fixed that now. But, man, that was embarrassing, and, and I just didn't know whether it was going to go away. So it was some real, you know, like a panic attack. That was a pretty bad moment. So, what, so you're saying you were on stage and just words wouldn't come out? Yeah, I was on stage, and I was probably, you know, five minutes into my presentation going well, confident, dominating, and uh, and I had a had just it just came across me, yeah. And uh, and I've, over the next you know thirty seconds, sixty seconds, I uh, I basically would say three words in a row. I'd have to swallow. I was sweating and uh, yeah, stammering and stuttering. And I kind of pulled it back together after about thirty seconds to a minute. But yeah, very very noticeable. The damage was done, and and it continued to happen every time I got on stage in front of people for about six months. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get over that? Yeah, that that was a tough one and, uh, you know, I would talk about it with some people and, you know, say, what do you reckon? And the, the conclusion that I came to was just I just had to keep doing it. 
Um, that was the only way I could think to do it was just keep doing it, keep doing it. Because you know, back in the beginning of my network marketing career, I had a real fear of public speaking. And the way I got over that was I just put on a seminar and I was the uh, main presenter, which I was very nervous about. And, and I just got up and I, and I just did it. You know, It's the same as I say to people, if you're, if you're fearful of picking up the phone or procrastinate about picking up the phone, just pick up the phone. And you know, you're going to be bad in the beginning. You're going to get better and better. So look, I just, um, I mean, there were a couple of times where I was about to go on stage and my anxiety levels were just going through the roof where my heart was about to pump out of my chest and, and I would get on stage and, and I was very nervous, but I, I started doing things like, you know, I would engage the audience for the first 10 or 15 seconds and ask them a few questions, take a few deep breaths, settle down, and then I was okay. If I felt it coming on, I would just take a deep breath, maybe grab a drink of water, throw in a joke to the crowd. And, and get on with it. So I, I kind of learnt to deal with it, which kind of fixed it, but then it would keep on coming and then it was less and less and less and less to now where, you know, I'm back to, you know, barely even getting nervous before I went on stage. So, yeah, I just, I, I considered not presenting anymore because it was that bad and, and I, but I just went through it. I just kept on doing it and, uh, I, and I beat it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's sort of history now, but it wasn't fun. Yeah, wow. Now let's share another story. Take us to the time that you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing. Yeah, I guess hitting a diamond in my current company was a, a pretty proud moment. I mean, when you really, I mean, when I look back as a, a, a young kid, I used to have this, this dream of being a millionaire. I don't know why. You know, your parents say, what do you want to do? I used to say, I want to be a millionaire and I want to help people to do the same thing all around the world. So I'm kind of, you know, talking about being a network marketer before I even knew what that was. And, you know, really money is not important to me and I don't think it's important to anybody, really. If you really want to dive down into it, it's what money gets you is what people are striving for. You know, that lifestyle, you know, that kid's education, that charity, you know, they're the things that we're striving for. And so when you've had that dream for so long and then since 20, you you knew exactly that you wanted to live in Noosa and the exact house you wanted to live in, the exact lifestyle. So when that actually happens... That's, that's a pretty, pretty amazing moment because there are throughout the journey of ups and downs and you're doing all the steps that it says in thinking, grow rich and everything your mentor is saying, you're doing, but you're not getting any traction. You know, the money's not there. You're working longer hours. So the 15-year journey. So getting to diamond was very proud. Um, you know, getting a diamond check was probably even better. But I remember getting up on stage in uh, Macau in front of 12,000 people and doing my diamond speech. Uh, which was about 10 minutes, uh, and it was such a buzz in front of 12,000 people. That was a pretty proud moment. Uh, but, you know, the, the team we have in the Philippines, you know, seeing where they've come from, um, from absolutely having nothing, you know, completely nothing, um, to be able to help such a large group of people to earn, you know, what would be considered in the U.S. would be life-changing rock star income, let alone in the Philippines. Yeah, that's... That was a pretty proud moment and, and pretty proud uh, team that we've got there as well. It's a very rewarding business. What's the one thing that excites you most about the profession now? You know what? It's just booming. It's just growing from strength to strength. People are becoming more professional in the industry. And, you know, I just can't see it slowing down. I always talk about the perfect storm when I talk about the opportunity in my slides. And, you know, that's technology. I mean, we're doing a a podcast from the U.S. to Australia right now. You know, it's going to be reached thousands of people. We can do three-way phone calls on smartphones. We can do a webinar with 500 people on it. 
So technology is really excites me about this industry. It's it's always going to be a relationship business, and we can build relationships through you know Periscope, through YouTube, through Facebook. So it's very exciting that way. You combine that with our current economy and and having a solution for people that have been hurt by the economy. I feel like we've got a real solution to that in network marketing. Combine that with the rising middle class of Asia, which is just an exciting and fast-growing area in network marketing. Combine that with the baby boomers and the Generation Y. This is what I call the perfect storm in network marketing like we've never seen before. And the statistics all around the world will show that with growth in all regions and in, in most companies. So it's a very exciting time to be involved. And, you know, I think about here in Australia when the GFC hit, global financial crisis, you know, we were kind of propped up by our strong real estate and, uh, and our mining sector. Now that is not the case. You know, the mining sector is really weakening. People are being laid off. And I think where are they going to turn to? And I really believe that is network marketing. It's just providing a solution to so many more people every day. It's, uh, it's so exciting to see how many more people that we can help financially and, and also with great products that, you know, just about every company has. Do you find that people are more open to network marketing now than when you first started? 100%. 100%, absolutely. I mean, prior to 2008, I remember doing phone calls to people. And, you know, probably I didn't have the, the skills that I do now on the phone and the posture, etc. but people just weren't open to it. I mean, you really had to find a real go-getting entrepreneur that was, you know, open to looking at such a business model. So you really have to, you know, pick up a lot of stones and, and look under them to find the right people. Post-GFC, I remember, you know, the, the clear evidence of this was how many keywords every month was being looked for on Google for keywords like network marketing, home-based business, residual income, how to make money online. This went up a 1,000% after the global financial crisis. So that was a big one because people now weren't sure whether they're going to have a job tomorrow. They had no job security. Retail business took such a hiding. So many people went out of business. Where are they going to turn to? So people weren't now not only open to me saying, hey, do you keep your options open? Hey, do you need a plan B? You know, hey, you're looking for extra income. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What have you got? So people weren't only more open to it, they were seeking it out. And, you know, now with people being more professional and technology and these types of things, you know, not only has it become socially accepted, it really has become socially popular. You know, if you go to an entrepreneurial meeting, people will say, what real estate are you buying? What shares are you into? And what network marketing have you joined? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's more and more open to it. And the, the, the professions are becoming more and more professional, you know, every day, which is, is great for, because it's, you know, it is such a great uh, industry. Now, I have to ask you this next question because I'm a big sports fan and a lot of our listeners here are global, especially in the U.S. So what is Aussie rules football as opposed to American football or what we would call soccer? What is that? Because I think yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Like an <laughs> athlete going to network marketing, being an entrepreneur and network marketing. At the risk of losing all our USA listeners, Aussie rules football is the real code. <laughs> well, look, every, everybody says that, right? No, look, come over to Australia. I'll take you out to a game. We just had the um, couple of our corporate team from my company come out to Australia for a conference, and we took them to an Aussie rules game. And they're just like, man, I, I can't believe the, the heavy hits and the tackles and, and how rough this sport is, and you guys don't wear any protective gearing. 
that's what people in the US find fascinating is we don't wear helmets or pads. We don't wear anything, nothing protective at all. We just kill each other. So it is our, our national sport. You know, the, the grand final here at the end of every year is probably the biggest sporting event in Australia with over 100,000 people in it. But, uh, yeah, that was a sport that I played at a semi-professional level before network marketing. We actually have, you know, around about half a dozen professional footballers uh, in our team now because the same sort of thing with, with the economy is that they've, they've been tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, go, you know, you're, you're 32 years of age. Um, because it's quite an athletic game, we're not going to re, you know, renew your contract next year. Now, where do these guys turn to? They don't want to go and buy a restaurant or a pub or get in real estate anymore because it's too risky with the current economy. So a lot of them, again, are turning to network marketing because they can make the same income that they made in their professional careers and have the same lifestyle. So we've got some really great footballers in our team and, uh, and professional athletes, but yeah, that was my sport. I'm just too old to play it now, Simon. Uh, I can't run out of sight on a dark night, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to retire. <laughs> All right, so as you move towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, What is one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? One of my favorite success quotes is, you know, Jim Rohn always says, you know, don't wish your life to be better. You have to get better. I um, always like his uh, changing of the seasons quotes. So Jim Rohn's a really great one for me when I, when I look at all those things. And over the course of time, you know, listening to Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and these guys, you know, there's been lots of just sort of one-liners or, uh, or quotes that have, uh, that have really changed my course. Like if you sit down and think about what they actually mean, you go, yeah, you know, I've, I've really got really to work on that. So, you know, I, I fail to think of uh, a lot of them off the top of my head, but um, – you know, if you follow those guys, there's a, a lot of ones that have really applied to personal development and, and network marketing. And, you know, a great one is um, uh, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And, and that really sums everything up because if you really think you can't be successful at network marketing or any business in general, or, you know, you're not going to be a successful husband, wife, father, um, if you think you can't lose weight, then you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. Uh, but if you think you can, you don't give up, you get a mentor, you can as well. So the mind is very, very powerful. So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite ones that sums it up pretty well. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? You know, successful habits make successful people. So you go right back into, it comes right back into your thoughts. Again, if you look at that quote we just spoke about, your thoughts create your words. Okay, you've got to be really careful of the words that you're saying. So if you're saying things like, oh, yeah, that'd be right, just my luck, and oh, yeah, you know, I, I can't do those types of things, I'm too busy. You've got to be careful what you're saying because your subconscious brain is listening. So your thoughts create your words, your words create your actions, your actions create your habits, and if you can get successful habits, you become a successful person. And one of my successful habits is probably getting up every morning and exercising before I get started on the day. That just sets me in such a mindset that I can do anything. You know, and if I can make 10 new phone calls a day, that's going to get me to uh, you know, the top of my compensation plan pretty quickly. Uh, it's a really good successful habit to form. You talked about your mentors a lot before and how important they are. What is the best piece of advice you ever received from your mentors? Here's one that a lot of people fall for in uh, the entrepreneurial world is stay focused. And so the entrepreneur's curse is, hey, I'm trying to do this traditional business. I'm doing network marketing. I've got an eBay business. I've got uh, a membership website, I'm dabbling in real estate, I'm checking out the shares. 
and they get sucked into what is known as multiple streams of income. <laughs> and it's not that sexy. You know, if you want to make money for the first time, stick to something that's paying the bills and feeding the kids. Sure, you've got to eat, you've got to earn some money. But then pick one wealth creation strategy, just one. So don't try and do three different network marketing companies. Pick one, go and make a heap of money in that, and then perhaps you can start looking at, okay, let's put that into some real estate, or now let's invest in some shares. Okay, let's create some products in network marketing and make some money that way. Let's go on the speaking circuit, make money that way. Multiple streams of income can work, but get focused in the beginning and make money in one thing. And that's the best advice I got from a, a mentor in the US that I didn't listen to because you, know, you don't listen when you're younger. And so I had about eight different businesses at one time. I was making no money. The day I started focusing on one was the day I started making good money. So that was some great advice. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested in your company and your products. Uh, do you use like a magazine? Do you use a newsletter? Or do you send them a video link? Or do you do a webinar? What do you like to use? Yeah, webinars convert really well. Um, they're very leveraged as well for people in any location. So we have a pretty good live event culture. I mean, live events are proven to work as the number one converting strategy over time. So if you've got a good relationship with somebody, they're an entrepreneurial, open-minded person, and they've come along to a live event, you're almost going to enroll just about all of those people. Live webinars convert the second best. And then after that, it kind of you know varies. I mean, I love to catch up with people face-to-face and really get in the trenches, look in the eye and say, hey, I'm a real person and I want to work with you one-on-one. Three-way phone calls are so underused but so powerful as well. And then, you know, for me personally, I like to send them to my website um, so they can learn a little bit more about me and who they're getting involved in. And, you know, all those things combined, you know, they tend to work pretty well. The people that send big, long emails with 100 links in it, don't expect to convert anytime soon. You know, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, what's one of your favorite apps or like an online resource? Do you use like a Dropbox or Evernote or like a phone uh, app on your phone that you could recommend to our listeners? Well, my favorite uh, app is our, uh, is our company app, but I won't recommend that to everybody. Um, you know what, really? You know, one of my favorite apps, is, it sounds so simple, right? But it's my world clock. Do you know how many times I click on the world clock every single day? Because I've got business in 62 countries around the world. I don't want to call someone up at 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm thinking, you know, it's 4 p.m. everywhere in the world. So, you know, just little things like that you want to make sure you have. Uh, WhatsApp is a great app for, you know, uh, text messaging, especially for people throughout Asia. Um, I contact a lot of my U.S. team that way as well. Um, so there are a couple of the good ones. I've just downloaded Periscope, which is a great way to, um, again, build relationships and add value with a, uh, a great uh, following through video. So there are a couple of the apps that uh, are my favorite ones. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. I don't think I'd still be in network marketing today if I hadn't have read that book. And, you know, for all your young guys, get the audio, you know, and uh, put it in your car, put it on your phone and, and listen to that book. It really does set you up. And, and whilst you'll learn stuff, you might already know a lot of those tricks, your team won't. Yeah, you know, so one thing you should be giving everyone that starts out is that book or that audio. I think that's a really great one to, uh, to listen to and, and read. I agree with you. I mean, that is actually one of the most mentioned books on the show. And I know for mm. me, I wouldn't have the success I had in network marketing if, if I hadn't read that book in my first year. So yeah. that's, again, your first year in network marketing by Mark Yornell. And ML Nation, I know you love audio since you're listening to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audio book at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. 
Now, Aaron, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you had no friends, no family. You didn't know anyone. So you're kind of like an alien went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Yeah, it's a great question, Simon. And, you know, I'd hope that I had the, the right company. I'd grab a great mentor. And then what I would do, you know, I didn't know anyone. I would utilize my phone skills. So I would find networking events in my area where, you know, people were getting together to work out how to get ahead in life. 
you know, so real estate conventions, shares, personal development, internet marketing, network marketing, I would go to these as many times a week as I could. I would form relationships. I would grab business cards. I would call them up. I would meet with them and I would start to talk to them about my opportunity. I would look for uh, real estate agents, insurance brokers, real estate brokers because, you know, those people make fantastic network marketers and their phone numbers are sitting right there on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on their company website. I'd pick up the phone. I would just call them, you know, with the phone skills and scripts and, and the skills that I would have. So that's how I would start if I wanted to take off really, really quickly, just hit the phones, you know, making 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 calls a day and building relationships and networking with the right people. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, you can connect with me anytime uh, through Facebook on my page, uh, Deck Chair Millionaires, or go to www.deckchairmillionaire.com. You can subscribe there. Uh, it's a generic website. And look, what I do on that blog is just give real generic tips on how you can be successful in network marketing um, in any company in today's world. So go there, check out. There's a ton of videos on there. Um, you can learn a lot from that. So um, connect with me there at any stage. And look, last words, guys, we are in the perfect storm of events right now. You know, really been happening since 2008 and, and it's just building and building and building. So no matter what company you're in, no matter at what stage you are in your you know, financial earnings, stick with it. Just don't give up because I could have given up a thousand times. It was a 15-year journey for me uh, to find, you know, the right company and, and to earn the sort of income that I am. I'm so glad I stuck with it. Network marketing is the best business model on the planet today. I never actually say that I'm a network marketer or that, you know, I'm Mr., you know, the company that I'm in. I say that I'm an entrepreneur. And if there was a different business model out there that was better that was going to give me more money, more residual, last more long term, I'd be doing that and not network marketing. But there isn't, you know, and so that's why I'm involved in network marketing and I love it. And, and we're changing lives all around the world. So stick at it. You will too. And look forward to seeing your interview on MLM Nation very, very soon. All right. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Aaron Byerly. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Aaron or Byerly, which is B as in boy, B-Y-E-R-L-E-E -E at the search bar and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Aaron talked about, the books, the quotes will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Aaron, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you again, Aaron. God bless you. Get on your Simon. You do a great job. Cheers, mate. ML Nation. Love that episode from one of my mates down under. If you don't know, I love Australia. I always consider my second home. I go there twice a year. Uh, just to hear from these Aussie leaders is awesome. And for you Americans out there, now you know what Aussie football is. And it is actually, um, in many ways, really amazing how they hit and hard with no equipment. All right, no equipment. And they just... Uh, but anyway, you got to go check it out online. But getting back to the show is... Main lessons here. Number one, you got to learn how to invite. Okay, you got to learn how to invite. You want to get people like Aaron, entrepreneur people with a lot of contacts and very driven, focused, like people who don't quit, right? People who, are, who I call the S prospects, who stands for more successful. S stands for successful than you. So you got to learn to invite them. And the mistake is don't make the mistake of trying to present to them, but Create the curiosity, learn how to invite. And inviting means bring them to a third party, an upline or leader, someone that 
Because if they, especially if the someone just emailed me this question the other day that the people who are more successful they look down on them they don't really respect them, right? Uh, well, they may respect them as a person, but they don't respect them in terms of business or career because they're more successful. And that's so true. Even though they may express it, they deep down that's how they feel. But because they know you too well, right? They say, "Oh, I'm I'm more successful. I make more money. I'm better advanced in my career. I hire out my company. Why should I listen to you?" But they, even though they won't listen to you, they will listen to your stranger. They will listen to your upline. They'll listen to your leaders, right? So the key is really invite, create curiosity, and bring them to a three-way phone call, like Aaron talked about, three-way phone calls to someone who has success. Uh, who Sometimes even if the person not doesn't even need to be that successful, as long as they listen to a stranger they don't know, they will give more credibility to that person than to you. Because deep down, again, they are better than you. They think they know more than you do. And by the way, if you want exact scripts, you want to know more, just get, you can, you're welcome to attend my sponsoring workshop. That's a free two-hour webinar training. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com. It's very direct, very direct training. Uh, it's no BS, but I'll teach you exactly how to invite those type of people, like the people like the Aaron types, into your business. A second lesson from Aaron is, um, it's just very motivating. He's, he's froze up on the middle of the stage. Like, he's just standing on stage, could, he froze up. You know, but he could have quit, but he kept on working at it. And it, he even said it took him months to go over it. But he knew every time he spoke on stage, it got better and better and better. And now he's a really polished speaker. Third lesson is, and I kind of laughed when he said this about multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income is really important, and I have it. But I'll tell you, the big mistake is, and I made the same, just like I made the same mistake when I first started network marketing, was doing too many things. You can't not be successful pursuing more than one thing at a time. And every time I've done that, I have failed and made mistakes. And Aaron shared about it. He ran eight different businesses and he made no money in them. So if you're in network marketing, you're listening to this, you're probably pretty focused on your business. Forget about everything else. Forget about the trading stocks. Forget about the real estate. And just focus on this for two, three years. And actually, that's what happened. I mean, I, I was, at one point, I wanted to be a model. I was going to do some real estate. I was actually um, do some online marketing as well. And also do my sports business, right? Do an agent business and do network marketing. I tell you, none of those made money. I made only a little bit of money in network marketing. When I gave all that up and just focused all my own business, just like Aaron did, that's when things go off. And once you build up a good income, a good residual income, you have all the time in the world to do those other things, right? But you cannot do two things at the same time. Just It's a conflict of interest, conflict of time, and energy. It sucks up your energy. And most of you know, if you're listening to this, you probably want more time for your business. So if you're doing more than one thing, drop them. Like I said, the most important list is your give up list. What are you going to give up to help you achieve your goal in network marketing? So awesome show. Thank you, Aaron. Make sure you go to the show notes page, mlnation.net. Search for Aaron. It'll pop right up. Uh, And contact him, thank him, check him out on Facebook, connect with him. And then also make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews are important. Or if you don't have Apple, you 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 can do the same thing on Stitcher. Um, But Please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, that's the way you can support. And then the best compliment you can give us is by sharing. Share this episode on social media, uh, uplines. Share with your downlines, your uplines with your team, and even with your prospects. If you have a prospect who's an entrepreneur, who's into gyms, who maybe burnt out with a traditional business. Now, Aaron was the guy who had the number one gym in the franchise. He went, he, you know, talk about how smart this guy is, top, top notch. He took the worst performing gym in the country to the number one performing within two years but he was burnt out from that business burnt out from the business you know so if you're a prospect like that or you know someone this is a great episode for them all right 
Great episode. Again, thanks Aaron Bailey for his time. And thank you, ML Nation, for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.